Voyons. episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm on your regular host, Skier. Along with me tonight, as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Howdy, y'all. Hi, everybody. Case, you doing good? You're Hope muted. You muted, brother. You're muted. The... We're having problems now. Well, how about now? Hey, there now you are. <laughs> Weird. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Sorry for the late response there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, fellas, I feel bad because once again, uh, we have a special guest and I play that intro video and I realize their sport is not <laughs> on the intro video. But, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I went and watched our Tigers play Arkansas down here in Springdale and uh, Coach Bob Booker is on with us. I got to talking with him before the game and uh, really felt he, he took a lot of time out of his busy schedule to, you know, be able to fill me in on how a lot of stuff works. And I just thought he'd be a great guest for us on the podcast. So welcome in, Coach Bob. Thanks. Appreciate it, Skeeter. It was great uh, to meet you down there. Yeah. Hey, you guys are on one right now. I mean, it, the whole year you guys are having a really, really good season. Uh, I don't even know, like, we don't, we don't do any of the scripted. We just kind of go with the flow on this. So kind of kind of talk about the season, your expectations coming in and where you're at now. Uh, you all are getting ready to start playoffs and everything, and then you'll have nationals after that. So uh, it's a chance to get the Mizzou name out there, big brand. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy month of February uh, leading into the, uh, what is it, second weekend in March. Um, we've got uh, – League playoffs coming up. We have this coming weekend. We have uh, a weekend in Lincoln, Nebraska to play the Huskers. Then we go to uh, Miami of Ohio. Um, then we have a game in Kansas City at the Dahmer. And uh, hopefully uh, in the midst of that, we're doing our preparation work for nationals here in St. Louis. It's It's been a, like, from the outside looking in, it looks like it's been a very successful year to date. Uh, is that kind of what the expectations were coming in when you when you yeah. saw the team in practice? You knew you had something special. Yeah. So you know, last year I uh, I kind of uh, putzed around, kind of the the rink and and saw what was what was happening within the program and and who was there, and uh, you know they had a heck of a season last year that wasn't really expected. They had a a uh, uh, MACA championship that they won the league playoffs, which gave them an automatic berth to nationals uh, in Boston. And uh, uh, that team showed up. They ended up, uh, I want to say they got to the quarterfinals at nationals last year. Uh, so they finished in the top eight. And uh, uh, I knew I was going to join the program in, in some capacity this year. Um, 
and, and I knew some of the kids that were coming in, some of the guys, they're not kids, they're, they're young men. Um, I knew, I knew those, those guys that came in from the St. Louis area uh, and that the talent pool had just started to explode. Um, and uh, uh, we started off with a really good, you know, first semester run with a hiccup um, on our away weekend at Purdue. And uh, the, you know, we had that, that one loss um, uh, and then an overtime loss and, and uh, finished 14, one and one. And, uh, um, you know, then of course we hit the six week break for holidays and, and how we got scheduled for a uh, uh, first weekend back from the holidays to, to be down in, in uh, the, the land of the hogs we did. And, uh, and it was, it was a war. It was a battle. It was a, it was a fun weekend to be a part of. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, uh, both of us came out better for it. Um, I think we are still trying to get our, uh, we're not trying to get our legs. We're not trying to get our feel. We're just trying to get back to where we were. Um, after the winter break, um, we played Maryville this Friday night. Uh, here in St. Louis and put up 50 shots, uh, faced a, a really strong goaltender and ended up winning six to two. Um, you know, so we're, we're getting there. Um, we need a couple of tough practices this week to get us back on track and ready to roll for the coming weekend. Okay, Sir Cole, one of y'all have a question. I don't want to do all the talking myself here. I, I got stuff I can keep going with. Well, I want to talk about how, um, you know, you guys are, you guys are a club program. So technically not, you know, you don't fall. And I don't mean any of this as a, as a bash to the program, but right. you know, you don't fall under the university umbrella. So can you talk about, you know, some so of the we, challenges that come with, you know, being, being a coach of a team like that and how it kind of differs in, in your, your roster um, funding and then things of that nature. Cause I'm sure a lot of our listeners keep up with, you know, especially on social media, keep up with what y'all are doing, but don't really understand how things work behind the scenes. So um, we're not under the university NCAA heading, but we are under the university club program heading. So all of these programs that are in the ACHA with a, an exception of, uh, I want to say it's 12 that are part of the NAIA. Um, everybody else is under the club heading um, within their school. So what that means is um, you have all of your, if you want to call them varsity sports, your NCAA sports that are sponsored by the school and fully funded. And then you have um, um, club programs either for the athletes that weren't able to or weren't recruited to play on those NCAA teams or you have in our situation where many of the, the schools don't have NCAA programs, um, we're a part of that club heading as well. So there's an allotment of money that goes to uh, get set aside for that entire club system. And that money gets divided by the university's club sport board. And, and, you know, for us, 
I don't I don't know what the dollar figure is, but I know it's probably, you know, if it, if it's five thousand dollars, you know, uh, it may be a little more than that. I don't know, but um, it, it, there's not a lot that comes to us. So how are we, how are we funded? We're funded um, primarily by the guys. Um, you know, we look at what it's going to cost us for the ice time, what our travel is going to cost us, um, buses and hotels. Um, and currently, um, the, as well as the coaching staff, but right now, um, it, that, that hasn't been worked into the budget for the coaches. So, um, what we do is kind of on our dime right now, um, that, that hopefully changes in the future, but you know, we're not going to worry about that today. Um, so we rely on. You know, the boys, the boys play, I, th I think this year they paid somewhere around $3,800 for the season per player. And then, uh, you know, whatever we can do sponsorship wise. So we have the likes of uh, uh, Gumby's Pizza. We have uh, 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 Jim Weber, um, one of the car uh, dealerships close to us. Um and there's a few others in the mix that that give us uh, uh, what they can to help us out. Um, and, and the rest is on us. So we disperse that money and make sure we got it covered. And then, of course, ticket sales is a big thing for us when we're at home. Um, you know, we were fortunate this year. I think every Friday night game was a sellout. So, that, you know, that helps as well, um, you know. When you, when you equate what we do compared to the likes of um, a soccer team, a football team, everything that they do is outside. Um, and for the most part, they need grass, right? Um, ice time for us is somewhere around $225 an hour. So just, just for practice twice a week is $450 times what, 30 weeks, 40 weeks, whatever it is that we're running practice. And that's just practice ice. Um, you know, buses for us are, are you know, anywhere from $4,000 to $6,000, $7,000 for a weekend. And then you add our hotels in. But that all gets covered by that budget. So that budget gets laid out as we look at our schedule at the beginning of the year. And, and we <laughs> divide it up and say, you know, there's 26 guys, 27 guys. This is what you owe. And, and that's how we make it work. So. What is uh, something the fans can do to kind of help out? Like we talk about a lot with helping players out the NIL, but in this situation, what can the regular Joe Mizzou fan do to, to help alleviate any of that? <laughs> that's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I came to uh, Mizzou via uh, – I started my college experience was 10 years ago, 15 years ago at Missouri state. Um, and, and something similar happened at Missouri state when I went down there and that, um, our, our program, not only did our, we started out as a division two team. Um, they were, had a 500 record the year before I went down. Um, we ended up qualifying for nationals three years in a row at D two and made the trips to Boston and Utah. And, 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 and so we saw what those budget hits were. And, uh, 
um, we were we got fortunate, and, and it's something the fans can do for us in Mizzou. We get we got to find somebody that's willing to start a booster club for us. Um, you know, um, and anything anything that that a group of people can do to think about um, fundraisers, things like that, um, to help us out is is always huge. I'll tell you what we're in the biggest need of. Um, and I've already spoken to the rink there in Jefferson City. We have we have a locker room that is ours on game day, but it's not ours throughout the week. And uh, what that means is our guys are driving their equipment back from Jeff City to Columbia, and the guys that are living in dorms are airing out their hockey equipment in their dorm room with a roommate that oftentimes isn't real happy. <laughs> um, in fact, in fact, we had a guy uh, that came to us from Chicago that uh, should have been a, a part of us this year that after the first try, he went back to the dorm and he found a found a room that wasn't a dorm room and, and there wasn't anything in it. So he decided he was going to store his equipment and air it out there and, and it ended up getting uh tossed down the incinerator by one oh, of wow. the maintenance guys so he lost every bit of you know eighteen hundred dollars worth of equipment oh, that's awful yeah it was terrible and unfortunately that kind of put him in a tailspin and and he decided not to, to come back to tryouts so you know unfortunately there's not a place in in jeff city or columbia to buy full gear for a college kid um it's either uh, travel to uh, St. Louis or back to Chicago to get everything he would have needed. And uh, so what we're looking for is this. We're looking for um, the back end of an 18-wheeler. I don't care what shape it's in. <laughs> as long as we can get it to the rink and parked, um, the plan is to frame it in, drywall it, um, put a couple heaters in, um, put a coach's office in. It's a place that the guys are going to be able to store their equipment after practice and after games, be able to air it out, dry it out, and, and not have to worry about taking it back to Columbia with them and God knows what happens to it. Um, that's that's our biggest need right now. So if anybody knows any anyone that's got the back end of an 18-wheeler, we could use it. For sure, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So another, I mean, I want to kind of play, I guess, good idea fairy for a second. Um, would, would another need that would suffice that would be like a, you know, a big shipping container, a big 20 or 40 foot shipping container. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think they're, uh, I don't know what the back end of an 18 wheeler is, but as you, as you look at it, you know, you got 25 guys. So legitimately they need, um, like two and a half feet on each side as down the row. So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, just in terms of being able to put shelves up and, and air things out, honestly, um, you know, I, beggars can't be choosers, right? <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. But I, so, to so Cole's point. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things that, um, the, the, we made the announcement right before Christmas that we were going division two next year. And, uh, the, the talent level, the exposure has already 
kicked in gear in terms of what's coming for us to be future Mizzou hockey tigers. Um, we, we brought in three guys that semester that all legitimately um, could have gone to ACHA division one schools and they chose Mizzou. Um, I had coached all three of them and, and they want to be a part of the growth. They want to be a part of uh, making Mizzou the number one ACHA school in the state. Um, you know, that's a, that's a big, big bone to chew on when you got the likes of Lindenwood that's been around for a long time. Um, you know, but we, we, we know that eventually, um, we, we have to put a few good years in at division two, but the hope is, is that two years, three years down the line, we have the division two team and we're able to bring back a division three team. And then two years past that on the five-year plan would be to make that division two team an ACHA division one team. And I will tell you, if you haven't had a chance to to watch an ACHA Division One game, um, it's pretty impressive. Um, just in the recent past, you've had a couple of ACHA Division One programs playing NCAA D one programs in uh, friendly exhibition games, um, and, and you know you would expect a, you would expect it to be an, a, a lopsided score. And I think one of the games was a 5-3 score. So, um, you know, it's it's not so far off. The big thing is, is and, and it goes back to that whole club thing, non-NCAA, is that um, the, the ACHA guys just don't get the perks. Um, so they don't get the free sticks. They don't get the equipment. They don't get the grandiest locker room um, and ice time whenever they want it. Um, they don't get uh, funding for school, um, but it's it's uh, after being a part of it with, for five years with Mo State, and now back in the ring here with Mizzou. It's uh, it, it's it's definitely um, something that hockey players um, can take advantage of and uh, continue to play the sport that they love. This wasn't around thirty five years ago when I was playing. Right. It, it just wasn't. And uh, um, it's an opportunity for them to keep playing the sport they love while they go to school, yeah. um, which is awesome. You, you talk about the expense and, you know, thirty eight hundred dollars roughly for each each student athlete to play. Uh, that's not including their gear that they have to find themselves and and sitting right. there at the Arkansas game and talking with some parents. It's $300 on average a stick every time one of them breaks. There's $300 thrown away. The skates are $1,000 a piece. That's you know, the ass. helmets and, you know, the oh, list yeah. goes on. It is not a... On and on and on, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Although, you know, the, I, I will tell you, there there's... You guys all know the adage. Do you, are, you, are you riding a huffy or a Schwinn, right? Do you got a red line or do you got a... Uh, you know, it, it all it all depends upon what you use in terms of your stick. Um, but but there's no doubt. Uh, I think there's one out there right now that's about five hundred and fifty bucks a piece. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's worse than a set of Titleist golf clubs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, really. Yeah, or a really nice rifle. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, now you're speaking to our audience. Yeah, exactly. Talking about that. That's right. <laughs> he gets it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know it, it's 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 great. I've got. I, I was telling you, Skeet, I actually got. There's probably seven or eight guys that are avid hunters on the on the team. Um, when duck season was in, those guys were leaving practice. They were they were heading home for whatever, and they were in a blind at whatever time they were supposed to be there in the morning. And and uh, it was just crazy. But they were, they they love it. They love it, and I'd love for you guys to be able to talk to some of them. Absolutely. We for sure are. We for sure are. Uh, let's let's kind of talk about those three players that you got in the semester. Uh, these aren't just like, you know, <laughs> you, you think, I assume they're freshmen coming in. Like they are. They're, their high schools are graduated in their uh, fall semester. So yeah. now they're joining Mizzou in the spring. And guys, I've been watching the games ever since the Arkansas deal. Uh, it's usually posted a YouTube link on their on their Twitter account. And coach, you've been putting them on a line together a, a good part of it. Yeah, I mean, you talk about some speed. Like these yeah, are some the, fun guys to watch. They're the real deal. So it's 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 funny. Tanner Rat Richardson, one of our goaltenders. I think we were. Uh, it was the first week of practice right before we came to Arkansas, and. Uh, uh, Tanner, you know, the, the concern from the players that have been there for the last three years, four years, right, is, okay, we're going to move to Division II. Um, we, we've been real comfortable and successful at Division Division Three, and, and, and part of that is because we were overpowered, right? We, we, we had a lot of firepower for a Division Three program. Um, the, the program moved from division two to division three, um, about five years ago when the program was in flux, there wasn't anybody to coach and, and it needed some stabilization. Um, and, and, and the player board and the guys didn't want to see it go away. And they did a hell of a job getting that solidification done. You know, it's a double-edged sword. Once you get that solidification done. The, the league says, okay, now you're going back to Division Two, and, and rightly so. That that was the aim anyway. Um, but uh, the the big concern from the the guys that have been there is, you know, we haven't been able to recruit. We haven't been able to bring a lot of guys that are that were big time players that came to Mizzou. Didn't play. Um, they 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 hung up their skates and they they didn't come out. Well, um, now now these now these kids are watching the program. They see the success. They know we're solid, and uh, all three of these kids that came in at semester have played for me in the past. And uh, Tanner Richardson looked at me the first night they were at practice, and he's watching them, and he's like, "Coach, coach, where did you get these guys?" <laughs> Before I could answer them. He said, can you find more? <laughs> <laughs> the good news is yes. Um, we've already got, we've already got two goaltenders solidified for next year that are coming in from big junior programs um, that are both used to stealing games, stopping 40, 50 shots a night. Um, and uh, we've got two forwards coming in 
um, that are Chicago kids that played for me last year in juniors in St. Louis that uh, this year they are actually playing for an ACHA D1 program uh, um, somewhere else. And uh, they, they, they've been watching what's going on at Mizzou. And I got the phone call of, hey, we're at a small school. We want the big time college atmosphere. Um, we, we see what's going on with the program. So we're, you know, two more forwards coming down. I know there's uh, another defenseman joining us as well. And I haven't even started recruiting, right? So um, when, when you look at this, it's, it's, uh, it, it's the right time. We're going to go through growing pains, but it's the right time for the program and, and getting it back to where it belongs as, as the biggest state school in, in Missouri. It's the right thing for us. Hey, we're all for it. But Ethan DeGroat's somebody to watch. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I, I like DeGroat out there. He's He's got yeah. some wheels on him. He's got wheels on him, and he's got feistiness and an edge to him that for a little guy, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, I, I saw his edge uh, that Friday night game against Arkansas, his first game with the Tigers. He didn't get to play through the first period and his weekend was done so right uh, two guys throwing haymakers at him and he stood up and he stood up to both of them so yeah you know unfortunately you know, we got four shifts in that game <laughs> yeah you know, but he's uh he's he was that way when he played for me two years ago at, at afton in st louis and uh um it, it's it's a really fun group to, to be a part of and to watch currently. And, and I will tell you next year, it's going to be even more so. Well, we're, we're excited for it. We're looking forward to it. Coach, if somebody wants to reach out to you, I don't want you to put out your your uh, like phone number or anything, but do you have an email? Maybe somebody I, could reach out to you. I do. It's, uh, it's Mizzou Hockey at AOL.com. I'm sorry, at yahoo.com. Okay. I got to make sure this is right. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, no worries. You know, I'm so used to my work email. So I, I tell you that. I uh, mean, it, it, if any of our listeners are able to, to, to help uh, the team financially or help y'all with the trailer situation or uh, whatever we can get over there in Jeff City for y'all to have a locker room. It'd be awesome if that could come from this, uh, yeah. from the yeah. show. It'd be huge. I'm so going to do whatever I can because, yeah, I, I went to high school with a bunch of buddies that are right here in Boone County. Um, okay. And even, you know, close to Cole County as well that are, you know, in the 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 diesel driving world. And, and yeah. heck, I don't know. They may have one sitting in their backyard or something like that. So if they, if right. they do, I'm going to reach out to them and, and see what I can do to kind of help you guys out, whether it's, I don't know, a couple 20 foot shipping containers or, or, yeah. you know, something like that, something to get you guys your own space. Yeah. Dedicated got, space. You know, the, the, the big thing is, you know, um, the, the ice rink is, is, is uh, city county owned. Yep. So, um, you know, we're kind of teetering the line. I, I was able to, uh, to talk to the director that kind of ran things and, and, and thankfully she's awesome. Missy is awesome. 
and, and she gets it. She understood it. Um, you know, as we, that as not only, not only do the boys right now need it, but, um, as continue to progress, um, having someplace simply to throw their equipment to dry it out and not have to take it back offsite, you know, we'll never have our own locker room, locker room at the rink because they need that space, but at least it gives us a place to store that stuff and dry it out. And they're not running running it back and forth to Columbia. So, could they also reach out to the uh, the Mizzou Club Hockey uh, Twitter or X page? Could they they shoot them a DM or something like that? Okay, absolutely. So, um, my email is Mizzou. uh, This is all strewn together. Mizzou Hockey Coach at yahoo.com. All right. So if, any, if anybody wants to reach out to him, uh, that was Mizzou Hockey Coach at yahoo.com. Uh, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. We got some other things to talk about as far as Mizzou sports as a whole. Uh, y'all are, I mean, y'all are fun to watch, and the excitement is just steady building as the, you know, the end of the season ramps up. So uh, you, you've got our support from here. And we're excited to see where it goes and uh, can't wait to get a couple players on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I, uh, I know that there's a bunch of the guys that would love to, to join you. Maybe we do a, maybe we do a four or five guy thing and we're able to do it um, kind of uh, uh, us in a group together and, and everybody's able to, to enjoy that. Um, I know they'd enjoy speaking to you guys and your listeners. Um, uh I, I believe games are going to be televised this weekend. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be from the Maryville arena um, or if it's going to be our own um, TV, but I, I will certainly shoot you a, uh, shoot you one, a link of some sort okay. that if you guys, if you can get it out, if everybody wants to watch, I know we we start out, we play Friday night at 8. And then uh, if we win Friday, then we move on to Saturday. And those two games are two at five, 2 and 5. We just don't know which one would be, up, would right. be us. Well, we're looking right. forward to it. Hopefully, y'all are playing Sunday as well. Absolutely. All right, Coach. Uh, that's, Thank that's you. That's the plan. Thanks, guys. Have a good yeah. night. Thank you. See you, Coach. Bye. All right, fellas. <laughs> I appreciate Coach Bob coming on. I just, it was mind blowing to me when I was talking to him in Arkansas about the expense the players face in this. I didn't realize he was doing this out of his own pocket and time as well. You know, not no reimbursement whatsoever. Uh, there's two coaches on there. I think there's a so, couple social media uh, uh, members, maybe even like a, a team manager in there as well. Uh, so, there's a lot of people involved in this that, that make this go. And, man, I mean, they, they've got Mizzou on the front of their chest. So, you know, I'm definitely going to watch and support them. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize that either. I didn't realize just the, how big the amount the player had to put in was. Um, yeah, $3,800. That's, a, it's, that's that a big chunk of change for a college kid. Especially in college. Yeah, exactly. Especially in college. I, I did a club sport as well. I did trap shooting. Uh, all shotgun sports at my little D2 school. And yeah, we paid for our gun, our shells, all that's entry fees. 
it wasn't anywhere near 300 bucks though. You know what I mean? It was yeah. gas and the pickups and shells and entry fee. It wasn't like that so bad. I, I totally feel for those guys, but it's kind of crazy because they put on such a good product, you know? Yeah. And even so, like I've been, uh, my big relationship with that is uh, they play in the Independence Event Center, Cable Dahmer, as you said, every year against KU. And it's an exhibition game. It isn't, you know, on record or anything, but, you know, a grudge match. Uh, I've gone to that every year because I'm a zoo fan. I like hockey. Uh, and never did I know that that was the, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just assumed that it was uh, the school was, was footing more of the bill. You know what I mean? For sure. And he did tell us pre-show, if you're in the KC area and are able to go to that, that uh, that helps them with uh, raising money is those exhibition game ticket sales on that. So uh, for sure, go and support them if you're if you're able. Uh, I don't know how many more games they have in Jeff City, if they do have any at all. I should guess I should have asked him that. I think it might have wrapped up. Yeah, I think they had their senior night. I yeah. believe so. Against um, Dallas Baptist two weeks ago. Yeah. Or a week ago, yes. Yeah. They also yeah. they also debuted them new gold uniforms out there. And man, those things are pretty freaking slick. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And one thing I picked up too was um, Jim Butler, one of the, I think he owns a dealership up in uh, Centralia yeah. and, and maybe Fulton as well. But that's one of the other, I guess, title sponsors that, has been brought on so like he mentioned the growth is the growth coming they're going to experience some growing pains you know making that jump but it seems like they're they're getting the support that they need or at least it's trending in that that direction for sure uh i did the whole episode as tigers on ice i don't know if y'all saw that or not because aside from hockey being hot on ice uh and gymnastics with another another good win this weekend. But other than that, the rest of Mizzou sports was kind of on ice over the past week. And I don't know if we're going to get down into any of it. I mean, basketball at this point, I don't know what to say. We're, I mean, it's year two, not at all what I expected. Very disappointed. Uh, very. This was probably the hardest week of the season for me. One, I live in Arkansas, so uh, a little extra for me if we can beat them. Gives me a little bit of talking points, you know, throughout the week. But uh, tags will just get kicked in down 20 in the first half and never, you know, no matter how much the TV announcers tried to make you feel like we had a, still had a chance, oh, Arkansas better watch out because here they're fixing to go on a run. Like, it just never felt, never felt like we were in that ball game. And then uh, – Vanderbilt man is like, okay, if we're gonna get right, this is our get right game, and we're bottom of the barrel. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, I can I ask a question on this for your guys' opinion. Um, we overachieved last year, we've underachieved this year. Which one do you think is to a more extent? Do you, you know, do you and do you think we achieve we overachieved more last year? Like more, you know, look at the graph. Would it be higher in that than the under this year? Because I kind of feel like the under is a little worse this year. I absolutely <laughs> yes. do. And I think a big thing, you go back, uh, we had just beat Minnesota and Pitt and Wichita State, and we were sitting 7-2. and two. And I did not see this uh, this being that. So It's a good team. We beat them on the road. Yeah. I. Uh, where did that team go? It went out with that technical foul, hard foul on Caleb Grill going up for a dunk. And I get it, that, but man, does that not seem like 
it just seems like so much has happened since then. I Caleb Grill's good. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not yeah. saying he's not important at all. I'm saying is, man, we lost some. Like we got broken. We got broken after that. It's it's really, gosh, it's really disappointing. It the game against Arkansas. You know, I told you guys I was going to be there. Great crowd, like eleven and a half thousand people, somewhere around the eleven thousand ballpark. Um, and whether that was around the news, I guess that was coming out about Arkansas. You know, people are just trying to rub it in with a good showing. Uh, but man, that that was ugly. And you know how you guys know how it is. It's game day atmospheres, in game, in person atmospheres are so much different than what you're seeing on TV because you get none of the commentary. There's so much going on. And I knew that we were having a rough time. You know, Mitchell was Mitchell from Arkansas was eating our lunch. I mean, on the boards, he had a double double. Um, before I knew it, I looked up and I'm like, holy cow, he's got 17 points and like eight boards or something crazy like that. I mean, he was just doing anything he wanted to. Um, we were trying, we were trying to get anything going. And it wasn't until Tamar Bates got going late in the second half that that game even got somewhat remotely close. And then, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt was, I mean, shout out Noah Carter. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of Noah Carter haters out there that have been, you know, upset about how he's been playing or or what have you. But, man, he he's our leading scorer, you know, today, wasn't he, or yesterday? Yeah, and I guess what upsets me most, though, is, is uh, Noah played really well. But why can't these guys play well together? Why is it always one guy or the other? It is. It's always one guy. Why can't they put the puzzle pieces together? They're they, I, they're not. These aren't bad players. I understand this isn't the high level of talent that, like you know, you know, we we'll probably have in the future. But these guys are not this bad. So what is happening? Is my fear question. Well, the you know on the other part of your your question earlier about which was the higher. Which is the more drastic, I guess, is probably yeah. what you were kind of getting at. Yeah, for sure. You know, with last year, great season, of course. You know, Kobe and Des Moines and and the Horizon League players that Coach Gates brought with him. You know, even I feel like, you know, Kobe and Des Moines rightfully get a ton of um, notice and, and, and a ton of praise. And in this instance, like, man, really wish we had those guys. But even guys like Dre Golston, Trey Gomillion, I mean – you could put Trey Gomillion on somebody, he'd stick to him like glue. He's a great defender. Um, but even with the Conzo Martin teams, you know, we were for the most part flirting with an NCAA tournament bid. You know, we'd kind of come down to the last couple possessions in some of those games, we'd always lose a close game. Um, that's why I think this year is so disappointing, just because it's so abnormal. So, you know, not what we're used to seeing when it comes yeah. to Missouri basketball. It's. I'm just gonna bite my tongue on it. I'm not taking time out of my day to search the TV to find what channel it's on anymore. Like, I'll keep up with end results, and that'll be about it. Like, I'm not. It's just not worth watching <laughs> at this point of the season. Uh, not a whole lot left to play for, other than pride, and honestly. You, you question some of that at, at times with the results we get, but uh, wrestling, man, two back-to-back 
weekends of just gut punch getting it back to us how we were giving it to teams earlier in the season and yeah uh i know we're we're battling a couple of injuries in the lower weights but still man you just don't oklahoma state just come in and dominated the match uh or the duel i think we ended up winning three matches all together but it's just it, it makes you question well I I think we're in, in big time uh, fear of not continuing the conference tournament championship streak going anymore. I think we're going to lose that this year. You think so? You still have Iowa State that yeah, uh, Oklahoma State wrestled last week, and that was a, a lot closer duel than what we gave them. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think this team is outgunned. I think they just kind of got to find their groove again. I have a little I more agree. faith in the wrestling team because I've seen them, you know, beat some really good teams. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there just now that I think the streak's ending, but it's in jeopardy for sure. It's, it's not as easy as it probably has been, you know, multiple last years, the whole, the whole Mac time for that, I guess. But um, I don't know. We'll wait and see how we do coming up here. Well, and we we saw this with Keegan O'Toole. You know, Keegan O'Toole lost two of those matches last year to uh, I'm forgetting his Hard. name off the top of my head. Yeah, um, and then turn around and beat him in the well, the national tournament, right? Yeah. So I'm not I'm not counting them out. I'm not too worried about it. You know me, I'm captain optimistic. So wrestling is wrestling such a a different sport compared to football or even basketball. Uh, I mean, crap, the basketball team still has a chance to win a national title. They can win the SEC tournament and they go, that's an automatic bid to get in the national tournament. So that's different than football. Like football, they'd absolutely be eliminated from any chance of even a bowl game right now. You know, uh, I remember asking a month ago, hey, we had 11 Mizzou mini movies from football. How many – TWA movie. I seriously like it started off as a joke, but I don't think we get to eleven now. I I I'm with I you. Don't I don't see it. I mean, <laughs> you know? yeah, I predicted I predicted the start of this SEC run where things started to go south. This is multiple games ago that we would it would tie. We had the same amount of wins and fulls we had in basketball, but yeah, I don't think that's even a thing now. <laughs> it it will be some upsets if we get there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I mean. Does Dennis Gates like what if what if he knows they're changing the transfer portal rules and it's going to a draft and he's tanking for the number one pick out of the portal? <laughs> like, you know. He could be. Never know. That's he funny could you said be. because that is my go-to joke whenever my buddy's like, "How's Mizzou doing?" Like, "Oh man, we were getting that first pick. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're tanking. We're tanking for that first pick right now." Uh, and one then, more thing on uh, one more thing on wrestling, and then and then we can move on. You you got to kind of take the score i mean yes the results weren't what we wanted today but when you forfeit 16 points you know because of a the 133 weight class i mean six, that hurts six right yeah, yeah. 16 points um six team teams yeah the way you're team, saying it there yeah, sounds like team 16. points sorry <laughs> i talk a little fast but um no when you forfeit those you know those points that i think that kind of adds a little bit of momentum to the Cowboys side um, and, and maybe takes a little bit away from us. I know each one's an individual match, but still you got to think, golly, okay, well, you know, we lost our first one, Noah lost a close one. And then um, 
when you forfeit the second second weight class, it just you know the the snowball gets kind of rolling down the hill a little bit, so it makes a little Noah, more. Noah and Mako both lost in sudden uh, overtimes or sudden yeah. death overtimes, so both of those were down to the wire and could have been swayed three points. Kind of went either way. Both of them, so yeah, um, and then football. Man, we predicted it last week that, you know, going into Senior Bowl, a name to look out for as far as rising their draft stock was Darius Robinson. And holy cow, it didn't matter if they had him against a tackle or a guard. He was, yes, he was embarrassing (laughs) some dudes. And, uh, I mean, I I don't think there was anybody got anything bad. I didn't really pay attention to the Shrine Bowl as far as Mebus and J.C. Carlisle, but uh, everybody that was at Senior Bowl seemed to have some pretty good reps. I mean, Foster, there was quite a few highlight videos of of him. Mm-hmm. It, even him and D-Rob went up against each other a few times. I wonder, you know, you do that in practice, but are you really going all out in practice? You know, and then here you are for your chance to go you know, your type to go show the pros what you can do. You know that's your brother across there from you, but at that point, that's dog eat dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was every major, you know, NFL draft scout, this, you know, senior college football writer. I mean, there was a ton of people noticing what D-Rob was doing, which is phenomenal. Like, I would not I be surprised if he – Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he – vaulted himself to uh to a first round draft pick or you know he gets invited to where's the draft this year detroit or something like that i don't know where it's at it's detroit because that's where he's from yes, yes that's, that's right, right. okay the yep. connection yeah yeah so that'd be great if he uh, maybe that was part of his motivation too like hey i'm trying to get an invite to the draft get drafted in my home state you know uh, you know things like that it's crazy for as much as game film matters with helmets and pads nfl puts a lot of stock in the combine when they're in t-shirts and shorts and if somebody can jump up there and measure and run a forward like he helped his stock for sure but i think still to get to the first round his numbers are gonna have to be backed up at the combine or pro day at in columbia whenever that is but uh even cody schrader like you know i i was thinking about it this week we get in the mindset, oh, no, Schrader's gone. Who's who's going to replace him? Who's going to step up? But, you know, Drink proved it to us after Roundtree left. We're like, man, I mean, Beatty's okay, but is he really number one guy? Well, yeah, he ended up leading the league in Russian that year. This year, Cody Schrader leads the league in Russian yeah. or the conference. So, uh, but um, you have the SEC leading rusher, and they, they still – you know, downplay him. And then he goes and makes the plays in senior bowl yep. during practice and during the game. And they're like, Oh, maybe this Cody Schrader guy is okay. Man. <laughs> and to your point on that, I think we got to look at it is like, we're developing these dudes, you know, like I don't, we're not getting lucky that many times. And you look at, no. you look at Schrader, you see that giant cut he had. That's a, that's kind of a big highlight going around. Yeah. He wasn't doing that this time last year. No. Like, that's that's development. That's development in the program. You know what I mean? Yeah. He changed directions so much more aggressively than he used to. Like it's it's night and day. So I mean, I, I really do think that is a huge feather in our cap for development. 
And then the university put out uh, a video today. I don't know if y'all, I think y'all saw it because case I saw your comment yeah. to Cole in there, but uh, kind of doing drink, talking about what he was looking for an defensive coordinator and then transitioning to Corey Batum. But did y'all notice the little uh, knife and that drink stuck at Baker in that video? I did not. Refresh me. He said he's, you know, not only can he come in and lead the defense, he's really good at safeties, and I think we could use a little improvement there. <laughs> I did catch that. And How it did I miss that? <laughs> I, I remember him saying that, but, yeah, he, he said, uh, I feel like it's a position group we can improve on or something like that. Yeah. Look uh, at that. Yeah, uh, so I don't know if that was directly at Baker. That's how I'm taking it. I'm rolling with it. Uh, you know, wish Blake and his family all the health, but as far as football results, hope they suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've, we've got to adjust this a little bit. He's officially announced now. Um, you, you guys need more thoughts on Batoon? Because I, I kind of do. I, I think I'm liking it more and more, and I could just be talking myself into it. But um, – I like that Drink found someone that would plug and play into this system. The defenses yes. are similar, not exactly the same, but they're very similar. And we've said a million times, you change defenses all the time in college football now. You'd be dumb if you didn't. But he's still a very similar scheme. Uh, he seems to be an aggressive attacking defensive coordinator. And even to Skeeter's point he just made, he's a safeties coach too. So Drink said, I've got a formula. I've got to figure it out. I got, you know, they think I'm going to be a roadblock by stealing my coach or, you know, my coach bailing on me for LSU. He's like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to find a guy that just will fit right in. And I think that's smart because I think the bigger names maybe weren't that guy. You know, they would yep. not have meshed into the system so well. So I know there's still, I still see it on Twitter a lot. A lot of folks wanted like a big name they'd heard of before and they didn't get that. But I feel like this is probably the best for the locker room and the best for the scheme fit, which means the easiest transition. Yeah, another thing I think, too, that is going to aid in – I'm going to use what you just said as a, as a segue is the fact that, you know, he can focus on safeties, which is his expertise, which means since people's left and we needed somebody else in the trenches. And so they went out and hired uh, Coach Brian Early from Houston, which has a pretty good reputation of really does. Some, yeah. some pretty decent uh, defensive linemen. So. And it's just based off of what he's putting on social media for those that aren't on social media. Um, tweeted out a picture of him inside Planet Fitness about how he got kicked out of Planet Fitness for, I guess, working out too aggressively. So the lunk alarm that's, off. Yeah, set the lunk alarm off at Planet Fitness. So I guess that's the kind of energy you want on your uh, on your defensive line. Uh, or, you know, a guy that has that kind of energy is leaning your D-line. Absolutely. Yeah, we didn't mention that higher. You're right. That Brian Early higher, I think, was big. I saw a stat that like the only, only like five schools have put defensive linemen in their draft for like the last X amount of years, uh, and him at Houston was one of them. So that's that's pretty big because the rest of the schools are like Auburn, Oklahoma, like you know. Yeah, blue bloods. Blue bloods. Yeah. If if hey, if he fully restores D line zoo, sign him to a lifetime contract. And find out where his alma mater is and never let him, or, you know, where his, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say that. You I didn't. said that. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know he's from, I, I believe, looking at his coaching history, he's got a lot of ties to Arkansas, working his way up through okay, the high school yeah, ranks and everything down. else down here. So, <laughs> yeah, 
just not my house. Leave me alone. Well, come up here and you just won't have to worry about it. Uh, but it, I did see his hire. I'm excited for that. Um, you know, just the football program, the momentum that they they had coming off of last year, it don't look like it's going away. It, the basketball season this year does make me like want to pump my brakes just a little bit, not you know be so high on on football. But uh, it's this week was was hard. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, holding your head up as a Mizzou Tiger, you know, just basketball. Had, had Dennis Gates had this type of results year one, I don't know. And had his year one results been year two, like, it's probably easier to take. But the the people screaming from the mountaintop on year one being – Oh, and nine in conference, or where we are right now, saying, "Oh, she hired an awful coach. Get him, fire them both." You know, like that would have been would have been going. So, uh, I don't know that the fan base has completely given up hope in Dennis Gates, but definitely questioning uh, where we're going from here. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It is, you're right, he's not like on the hot seat, but he did lose almost all the goodwill from year one. So we're back down to where we started last season at. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I've had a few other thoughts pop in my head throughout this. And I don't, it's like, I'm going to bring that up later. I'm going to bring that up later. And I forgot them. So uh, <laughs> if y'all have anything else you need to talk about, feel free. No, I just want to, you know, we're, kind of been that odd as far as outdoors we haven't talked about outdoors in forever it feels oh. like but what you got well i i dropped a teaser graphic this week on some big news for us we've yep. hinted about it coming up uh we can't officially announce anything yet it's going to be launched in april so we'll have some more teasers coming out but we're excited i'm very excited uh this is a community of podcasters coming together to help each other grow and learn. So uh, our product's going to get better. But we're also going to have guests on. So football season next year is going to look a little bit different for us. We should have guest podcasters every week, just about for every conference game. Uh, but that also mean we're going on other shows and seeing how they're running stuff and, and learning different things. But we are the official Mizzou representative for what we got coming up on that. Now that doesn't mean we're anything sanctioned from the university or anything. We're still independent. We're still members of Rowdy Sports Network. This is still your home field studios, which I think it's said at the beginning. We just kind of jumped into it with Coach Bob entering Coach Rowdy Sports. All caps, fifteen percent off your first time purchase. See it going across the bottom of the screen. Like, follow, subscribe, all that. So, uh, but. Look for more some more teaser graphics. Um, you see us, if you keep up with our, our likes or our follows and you see a new uh, podcast that we're following of a rival school, go show them some love. You know, like it's it's all a community and we're, we're excited to see how that, that develops. So yeah. back to outdoors, there, cold. Yeah, well, I was going to say there's a couple of things that, you know, 
kind of looking forward. You know, de- deer season's over, and for I you. went out and did a little. Correct for me. You still got till like I don't know, like Fourth of July or something like that. Till <laughs> so you can. <laughs> really, it feels like deer. forever. Um, it's crazy to me that you can still go out and kill a deer right now. But anyhow, um, you know, state of Missouri made a bunch of changes to their their turkey regulations and turkey seasons and things like that. And I want to reach out to uh, Nick Oakley, one of the wild turkey biologists at MDC. So that's something I'm going to start working a little bit just to kind of explain because I don't really understand the science behind it. Uh, you know, well, university. The state of Missouri has always been really uh, science-based and not reactionary to, you know, implementing, um, you know, rules and regulations and limits and things of that nature. So, and as controversial as wild turkey is, that's something I'm really, really interested to learn a little bit more about. Um, One other thing, speaking of turkeys, uh, if you follow on Instagram, um, I put out a post giving a, a shout out to a good bird, good buddy of mine, Ernie. Uh, he runs head busted Turkey calls down in Florida. And I've been running his calls for a few years now. It's kind of a shameless plug for him. He's really, really good dude. Great customer service. Um, but we gave away that pot call. I don't know, a couple months ago. Now, if you have a, a family farm logo, a personal business logo, you want to put our logo on one, go for it. Um, reach out to Ernie. He can put anything you want inside of a custom turkey call. For those watching on YouTube, you may or may not be able to see it. Kind of hard on the back black black background, but um, reach out to him. Give him a follow. Uh, it's on our most recent post as of right now, so and he'll get you squared away. Cool. Okay. Two other things that came back to me here as I turn my, my phone back on. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Coach Dickie Nutt. Uh, news came out this week that um, he's battling cancer. So, you know, we're not happy with the results on the basketball court. That don't mean we don't still love the guys that represent the university and are going out putting in the work between the coaches, the players, the whole staff. So uh, be, definitely be thinking of him. It did look like he was at the game Saturday. I'm pretty sure I saw him. He was. I saw him at the airport when they flew out Friday, and he was he was in great spirits. I tried to help him carry a suitcase, and he was like, no, no, I got it. I'm like, Coach, let me carry your suitcase to the yeah. dadgum plane, okay? <laughs> and then, you know, we're, we're one week closer to baseball uh, and softball starting up. And so if you didn't catch up last week, we put out two episodes. One, I'm just a regular week uh, weekly recap. But we also had special guest Jackson Beeman, an outfielder uh, for our Mizzou Tigers, and kind of had a baseball preview there. So if you get a little spare time and you haven't caught that one, go check it out. I think we're we all enjoyed talking with him, and uh, the numbers are, are that have came in over the past week. It seems like people enjoyed listening to that as well. Yeah, so, done really well. Yeah, uh, meet and greet this Friday or this Saturday too. Yeah, on the tenth. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and go. Case I don't know if you're gonna. We talked about it a few months ago, but I don't know if you're gonna try and go or not. My my wife's cousin plays basketball in Liberty, so we have to go do that. Womp 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, we're rambling at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we're just at an hour. Let's call her. Appreciate Coach uh, Bob coming on, and again, if you want to reach out and help them, uh, 
just, you know, even if it's words of encouragement, it was Mizzou hockey coach at yahoo.com was his email. Uh, he's a great guy. Just he, he'll talk with just about anybody. If he'll talk to me, you know, walking up to him, he talked to just about anybody. So appreciate him coming on, giving us his time. Uh, there's a, still a lot happening. I I don't even know schedules what's coming up this week, but I'm sure there's basketball games. Uh, wrestling will probably be busy again. Gymnastics, all that. So, uh, I mean, just stay cheering for Mizzou, win, lose, or draw, right? Yep. All right, fellas. Appreciate y'all coming on. Hope everybody has a great week. As always, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.